Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and the lives of those in our community. This is the part two of my interview with Deanna. It's kind of a short, sweet episode, but we cover some things such as what it looks like for an eight to integrate into the two, and also a lot about anxiety of the eight and seven. And so we hit on some good topics here. Go ahead and listen in, and I'll see you at the end. Bye. Let's talk about, you mentioned growth at the end. Let's talk about leaning into the two. So the eight has an arrow to the two and that's part of their growth. How do you look or how does it look for Enneagram eight when they start to lean into um, the two-ness on the Enneagram? I think one big thing is that we really start being less Mm champion-ish. It's like champion slash nurturer that like we love people more fully and more openly. Mm. Um, And you can really see eights grow and like their heart being out on the table um, when they're, you know, leaning towards that direction of growth. And I think if there's like this like gentleness and softness that a lot of times people don't see in eights and so they get really surprised. Like, oh my gosh, who's this person? (laughs) You know, but it's there. It just needs to be like peeled back, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So... And there's this aspect of like actually helping others and contributing. Like I'm really not big. This is not my gift of like serving and doing things for others per se, like serving in the sense of like, Oh, I'm going to cook for everybody or, Oh, I'm going to like open my house for everyone or something like that. Like I'm not, that's not really my gift. I just kind of like show up for people. But I think now I'm more open to doing those things. Whereas like always I would have said no. Always, I would have been like, no. Um, I think also just leaning into saying yes um, more, not to a point of unhealthiness, but right. I think those are all things that push you into a direction of growth, more like a two. Mm-hmm. Helping others, being soft, loving, actually telling people that, like affirming people. I think twos are really great with affirming others. Yes, um, I agree. And so I think I've I've really grown with that. But like I affirm people a lot. Let me add. Let me add that because because the fact that eights um, want to tell their truth and they want things to be true. Like when an eight affirms a person, I've never felt honestly like more. I guess affirmed or better than when people who are eights have given me like true affirmations and compliments on something I did because I know. They're not just wasting words that what they're saying is honest and it's coming from like their heart. And so when I've heard that, that just it moved me, you know, as a seven with my whole emotional repressed issues I got going on over here. You know, Um, it has moved me to the point where, you know, tear ducts start to get all wet and it's like, oh, here we go. And so like that is something that's so powerful. You just said because eights affirming people changes things it moves people um two people that move me who are enneagram eights um they don't know it but marcus limonis and gary vanderchuk um one they're both entrepreneurs but they both move people and the, the platforms they use oh my goodness like they help people to do to move to go um and get over some petty things that a lot of us can get caught in so like that is one of the things i really appreciate about an eight so yes Yes, I want to tell you that is on point. 
I think also just like um, eights, like when they grow, they become more humble. More humble. I think I'm more humble than I than I've ever been. Right. Um. All right. So for Enneagram Ace that I know, which um, shocked me when I first learned about it, but I find that a lot of Enneagram Eights have um, anxiety. So um, do you experience anxiety? And then if you do, why do you think you experience um, anxiety to the point that you do? Um, I have super high anxiety almost sometimes to the point of debilitation and I think it's a lot of for a lot of reasons I think first because I'm super ambitious I set like really um high goals for myself um and then I get upset when things in life happen and then I can't like reach the goal what really happens is that like I overestimate what I can do like in any given period of time and so I get anxious because I'm like oh wow like um I don't know what to do that I can't do this I don't want to tell people that I can't do this like I don't want to tell people that I'm incapable of doing something you know or I don't want people to see my failure Mm. like I don't want that failure to be on display because then it kind of like I don't know like beat your identity up you know like people see me as a person who can do everything like what happens when they realize that I can't do this thing that I said I could do Mm. um and so I get really anxious about that and also because since I've been more vulnerable it's been like a gift and a curse so when I've been more vulnerable about my anxieties it's like sometimes people use that as a punching bag but like Mm. some people are like well remember last time this happened to you or, you know, right. and other times there's like encouragement, you know, right? Um, but I think if, as for me as an eight, a lot of my anxiety has come from not wanting to be seen as weak. Because oh. I spent a lot of time trying not to be weak and be right. seen as weak. Um, not to say that I don't want to be weak. I think like definitely if I like settle down into like a long-term relationship or a partnership that like I, that would be a person that I would like, okay bear it all show it all Mm -hmm. but um yeah I don't know there's like intense vulnerability with people seeing someone who's strong be weak it's almost like people don't know what to do like I'm the person like everyone else can break down but I can't break down um so I think that's a cause of a lot of anxiety I think also in my family I'm the oldest and so like there's super high expectations of me I think it was what I thought my parents had expectations of and partly my own expectations. And that like gave me a sense of anxiety just because a lot of times I didn't fulfill them. And I was like, Oh wow. Like I'm a failure. Blah, blah, blah. There was cases where I failed. I fell flat on my face. Um, law school being one of those just like failed it hardcore. Um, and so that was a really low point for me and gave me a lot of anxiety because like, I didn't have an identity outside of like, oh, like mm-hmm. the lawyer, she's going to, you know, help people. Right. She's going to be a champion for people. And I realized that I didn't have to be that in order to be a champion for people. And I learned that like, I didn't need to be a champion for anyone until I could be a champion for myself. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? 
Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901 334-1644. So, um, a part of this journey of like having high anxiety is to kind of like not lower my expectations, but modify them, modify them in a way that's healthy. Um, to say, okay, this is attainable. Okay. And to have plans. I think a lot of times eights are very impulsive. And so we just go, go, we say, oh, we're going to do it and we do it and we don't have a plan. And so, I mean, for me, I'm a seven wing. So that's like where my scatterness will come in. Like I have Mm -hmm. all these plans and I won't write them down. Like I have like probably 10 different things going on between now and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I haven't written not one of them down. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I'll remember. Go, 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 go. But as I like gain more responsibilities and jobs, I've forgotten a lot of those things. And so that's another thing that I'm working on that has to do with anxiety is learning to be organized and learning to be plan like be a planner. Um, and learn to just like breathe mm-hmm. and like, it's okay if you don't get everything done, get one thing done. Right. You don't have to, like, I used to beat myself up so hard. And I think that's another thing kind of similar to ones that like no one beats up an eight, like an eight beats up an eight, you know? Yeah. And so like, I used to beat myself up if I like had a to-do list of like 10 things and only did three. I'd be like, oh, you're, you're terrible. You're a failure. You're never going to do anything right. And I had to modify that because, like, first of all, you only had 12 hours to do these 10 things. Right. And the one thing that you did took you three and a half hours. And so you're tired. You need a rest. Like, mm-hmm. I had to just kind of modify those things um, just to help me get rid of that anxiety and just, like, lean back into reality. I think a lot of times eights exist in this place, like, this hyper reality, I'll say, mm. like a su- super reality of, like, like the worst possible situations slash the best possible situations. And what I mean by that is that like, we're super cynical, but we're like hopeful that everything will turn out right. <laughs> okay. So like we, we exist somewhere along that spectrum, you know? Yeah. And so, um, we have to really just like level and like hit the ground right. in order to be like, okay, this is actually what's happening. And also just like talking to people who care about you. I think like, when I actually started airing out to people how I felt, people were like, what are you talking about? We don't see you this way at all. And like, I was really astounded that people saw me as like this person who was like doing great things and was like really influential. Like I had no idea. Like I knew that I was like outspoken and honest, but I didn't think that people, I was just talking. I didn't think that people actually heard or listening to what I was saying, but just to know that that was extremely humbling um, that helped kind of ease my anxiety to let me know, like, you're not alone in this thing either. Like other people, they hear you, they see you. And people always approach me all the time. And they're like, whatever, wherever I am. And they're like, I'm glad you made that comment. I'm so happy you said that. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's how I felt. You know, I didn't know how to say it. I'm, you're so brave. You're so this. You're so that. <laughs> um, all those things really helped me um, to hit the ground, you know, yeah. and be more humble and lean into reality a little bit more. So. And I think I think what you said is, and I'm going to hit on the anxiety piece in a second. Um, I think what you said about um, hitting the ground and um, making sure that as uh, aggressive type, eight, sevens, and threes, we try to impose our will on reality. And we all do this weird thing where we try to warp it into what we want it to be, but hitting the ground like helps us to come back to real life and like actually see it as it truly is and then try to move forward with like what truly is there and not try to continuously warp reality like we want to do. On the anxiety piece, I think it's important for everybody because everybody experiences anxiety. Anxiety. So um, now five, six, and sevens, we have crazy anxiety, but eights do as well. Um, I think it's important to figure out why you're anxious. Why do you have that anxiety? Because every type, it's really for a different reason. Like my anxiety isn't the same reason your anxiety is. Like my anxiety is... And I hate to, like, growing up, I hate to admit this, but the more I grow up, the more I understand that I am more fearful than I ever thought I was. I never, wow. right. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> I'm seven with an eight wing, and so I'm courageous as well, and I'll go through. But, like, I never realized why I wouldn't do certain things. I would always use some type of excuse when it was like, no, you're just scared. You just, you just scared. That's, that's why. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't say I'm scared. That, you right. know. But when I can name it, then it's like, oh, okay. Now I can move forward. So yesterday I has, my anxiety was off the scales. I went outside from work. I did breathing exercises. I walked outside. I like wow. felt the, <laughs> like I felt the rocks beneath my shoes on my feet. I started listening to the wind, I, everything. And I started, there's like a hand exercise because it was just one of those days when anxiety was off the charts. And um, I had to start naming everything that I believed to be what was causing that anxiety and then because not only was i not sure of everything going on because i have so much planned and so much going on more than i usually do because i usually have a lot but this is too much right now and like pinning it down and then getting other things done it's just kind of culminated and then there was like two things i couldn't figure out all kind of stuff but it was just really my anxiety was stemming from me really not knowing not for me like having to look a certain way like you were saying like to be strong but mine was like, I, my future, as I am a future, um, stuck in the future as a seven, a lot of times my head is, like, I could not definitely plan and figure out exactly what it needed to happen or do. And so it was like really weird. So I was like, oh my goodness, I'm fearful of not knowing exactly what's going to happen. So yeah, it's super powerful. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm just kind of working it through, like looking at different types, like our anxiety. And we have yeah. to deal with it because like you said, um, um, you said somatically when you when something's wrong, it's debilitating. And that's how it is with me, like with the anxiety. It's debilitating. It was at a level yesterday. I was like, I haven't had this level in like forever. Like what is going on? So um, that's just a plug for everyone to make sure they check their anxiety and see what's really yeah. going on. So that it doesn't like take you away from things you need to be doing or cause some truly chronic health issues. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. 
You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. I think for sevens, um, like mindfulness with anxiety is really good. I think for eights, planning. Mm. Like we plan a lot in our heads and like sometimes some eights plan really well on paper, but a lot of times we don't because we just rely on our energy to push us through. I think planning really avoids anxiety. Um, I definitely used that this past semester when I was teaching, planning a little bit more for situations. And also just like um, checking my stance with others. So like I said, I was going to go back and mention an instance in which I care what people think about me. So I told you guys before that I um, was an instructor, a graduate student instructor at University of Memphis in Spanish. And my first semester was just kind of hellish, to be honest. Like I, the students, like some of them are really great. Actually, most of them were great. And, but there was a few that were just like straight up disrespectful. And I had to figure out a way to like (laughs) change my face. I knew it was on my face. Every time they made me mad, I was like, wow, today's the day I get fired. (laughs) Oh, I'm so tired. But like, I literally... I think one thing that helped me is I started going to work out at 5.30 in the morning every morning. That really helped me um, to change um, my stance every day. And I started doing yoga, practicing yoga more. And I was able to, like, granted the semester was so much better, like, the energy of the students. But my energy was different, too. And I had to, like, really, because I got, like, some evaluations that were, like, she's nice, but, like, She's kind of condescending. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> I thought I did really well. Like, I thought I... And I was mm-hmm. on. But this semester, I know for sure, like, when people said things and I wasn't sure how to respond, I actually, instead of just reacting, I actually paused. I was like, okay, let me come explain it to you. And instead of having, like, a crazy look on my face, I, like, was like, okay, you got to fix your face, fix your <laughs> face, fix your face. And then I was like, hey, you guys, do you want to do some breathing exercises? Okay, you guys. Why are you nervous? They were like, we're so nervous about this. I was like, why are you nervous? I was like, we've been working on this. If you have questions, you can ask me. Um, like, even when they had, like, conversations, like, we would practice conversation in Spanish. They said, we're so nervous. Like, when I would come to talk to them, like, getting so nervous. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm nobody. Like, I'm just a normal person. We're just talking. We're having a conversation. People, people, people. And I just, like... I realized how comforting that was for them that like to tell them that I was on their side because a lot of times they see um, people as like especially professors as like on another side of them and so like I was able to like change my stance like collect my energy not be angry and just like be more empathetic towards the students and realize like oh they have lives too they have things that are you know not right in their life I'm not the only one struggling you know um but yeah, that was one instance where I did. I do care what they think because I really did try hard to give them a space and a time and to teach. And I'm kind of a newbie at this teaching thing. Like I've been doing it for a few years, but still just like a newbie, still learning. You know, um, super young, so I like. Well, I welcome the feedback. So that's one instance. I don't know if any other eights have that, 
where I like genuinely care what someone thinks of me. So, mm. yeah. any last things before you go? Uh, any last comments? Any last how people can reach you if you want them to reach you? Anything like that? Ooh, reach me. Um, because you do have this amazing article on Do It For The Gram Podcast dot com. Oh yeah, you has check an amazing out. article. Yeah, I should check that out. It's really short, so if you're like one of those people, with low, you know, short attention span, just check it out. It's on Do It For The Gram Podcast dot com. Um, also, you can reach me. Um, my Instagram is D Wall Baby. I know it's just super immature, right? Okay, but anyways. D E E underscore W A L L underscore baby. B A B Y. I made it when I was like, I don't know, really young. So don't judge me. Maybe I'll change it one day. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think some parting words for you guys. I don't know, just be uncomfortable or comfortable with discomfort. I think that that's really a key to growth. Like whether you like really dig into the Enneagram deep or not, like doing the things when you feel that discomfort, because we all feel it to like lean into those things. And right there, there's a little, a little, you know, like hole right there. And that's where growth is. And I think that that's something that everyone can carry with them going forward. But yeah, I'm really thankful to Milton for having me Thank you. and letting me share my thoughts and my growth. Um, it's really been a great experience. And yeah. thanks Milton. Uh, thank you um so that's all i have for this episode thank you so much for listening please rate subscribe and share that is rate which helps others find the show subscribe so you can get the latest and greatest episodes and share if you feel this information can benefit someone you know um if you need personal life coaching or career coaching based in the enneagram i do that through my organization kaizen careers coaching and consulting llc you can contact kaizen at kaizencareers.com or milton at kaizencareers.com or you can give a call at 901-334-1644. Also, if you would like to be a patron supporter, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the grand podcast. Uh, the page community has more access to exclusive content, merchandise, and input into the podcast. Podcasting is not free for podcasters, though it is free for listeners. And so I want to continue to make um, and create valuable content. And so you can definitely help and be a supporter at patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram podcast. Also, if you're in the Memphis area and you're looking for Enneagram community, I am developing one. It's called Enneagram 901. We have a Facebook page. You can go ahead and sign up there um, and join because we're going to have different events and we're going to get this Enneagram thing started in Memphis. Uh, last thing, uh, if you go to do it for the grand podcast.com and subscribe, you will receive a free gift. Um, it is a PDF of each number. You can also read some really good blog posts, just like the one that Deanna just talked about. She wrote a amazing blog post um, that's got a lot of people who've read it um, responding back and saying, thank you so much. I love it. It has touched me. I feel understood. I feel seen. Um, so definitely check that out on doitforthegrandpodcast.com um, under the blog part. And um, if you're feeling extremely aggressive and that you want to do something crazy and something that's too intense for you, stop, pause, think about the Enneagram, and do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. We'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>